Okay, we're starting here on the top of Pegim Omad Aleph, eight lines down at the end of the line, Meitave. Just before we begin, just a quick review of what we saw yesterday. We basically had two sources for connecting Avodah Zarah to certain types of Tumah. The one source brought by the Chachamim was Shaketz Teshaktzenu, which compared it to Tumat Hasheretz, which involves Tumat Maga. And what we had, on the other hand, Tizreim Kamodava, which was the puzzle that Rabbi Akiva brought that compares it to a Nida. A Nida includes, or subsumed under Tumat Nida is Tumat Maga, Tumat Masa, and Tumat Evan Misma. The Gemara wanted to understand how we deal with those Psukim in the context of the Machlok between Rabbi Akiva and the Chachamim. We had two opinions about how to deal with that. We had Rabba and Rabbi Lazar. Rabba says, Rabbi Akiva believes that Avodah Zarah is 100% like a Nida. Everything is like a Nida. That means it has Tumat Evan Misma, Hoked and Kabudo, like Nida. What does he do with the Potsuk by Sheretz? That he uses for Mishamshim. That's for things that service the Avodah Zarah. On the other hand, the Chachamim believed in a position, a middle position, that balanced between two Psukim. Sheretz is Maga. Nida is Evan Misma. What they really believe is something in the middle called Nevela. Tumat Nevela, which includes Tumat Maga and Masa, but nothing more than that. Why didn't it use Nevela? That would have been the easiest way to describe what they are calling the Tumah of Vodizara. So there, the Chachamim said, it compared it to a Nida to teach us there's Ena Tumah Le'evarim, that in component parts the Tumah does not stay. And it compared it to Sheretz to tell us that there's no Evan Misma. Don't compare it totally to the Tumah of a Nida. That was Rabba's position. Rabbi Lazar's position is basically a step down, which is Rabbi Kiva, according to Rabbi Lazar, is equivalent to the Chachamim of Rabba, which means that according to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Lazar's position, Rabbi Kiva believes that the Tumah is like Tumata Nevela, which means it has Maga Masa, not Evan Misma, and it compared to a Nida for Enalei Varim, that it doesn't have Tumalei Varim. It's compared to a Sheretz. Here there's a machlug between the Rashbam who thinks it's to tell you no Evan Misma, or according to others, like the Girsov of Rashi, seems to be talking about that at Mishamshim, still have Tumak and Tumata Sheretz. And Chachamim, according to Rabbi Lazar, are completely like Tumata Sheretz. That Ovarzara is like Tumata Sheretz, it's only Tumat Maga. Why mention Nida at all? Nida is to teach you that it doesn't have Tumat Le'evarim again. Those are the two opinions we saw yesterday, Rabbi and Rabbi Lazar, trying to explain the Machloka between the Chachamim and Rabbi Akiva. That's important because Gemara is now going to pose questions against their opinions, which is Meitve. Avodah Zara Kisheretz. Avodah Zara has a din like Kisheretz. Umishamsheha Kisheretz. And its items that are used in service are also like Tumata Sheretz. Rabbi Akiva Omer Avodah Zara Kinida. Umishamsheha Kisheretz. And the items used in its service are like Kisheretz. Bishlamol Rabbi Lazar Necha. That works well according to Rabbi Lazar. Works well according to Rabbi Lazar because Rabbi Lazar is the one who believes that the Chachamim think of Odor Zara is like Tumata Sheretz. Now, this is really no different than the Brayta that we quoted before, except over here it draws an equivalence between Avodah Zara and Misham Sheha. Avodah Zara and those items used in the service of Avodah Zara, it says they're both like Tumata Sheretz. Over there, that seems to mean really like Tumata Sheretz, not somewhat like Tumata Sheretz. Really like Tumata Sheretz. And Rabbi Lazar is the one who says that the Chamein believe of Zara has Tumah like Tumata Sheretz. 
Therefore, the Gemara says that works well according to Rabbi Lazar. According to Rabbi, even the Chachamim think that Avodah Zarah has Tumah like a Nevela. It has Tumah that's higher than a Sheretz. It has Tumat Maga, Tumat Masa. It doesn't have Evan Misma, but it still has higher Tumah than a Sheretz. So, Amr Lachor Rabbi, Mi Alima Mimatnitan Diktani. Is it any better than the Mishnah we quoted from Avodah Zarah before that said Eitzav, Avanav, Afarav, Metamim, Tisheretz? That was exactly what I mentioned before, is that that's the same Lashon used in the previous time we quoted this. Vukimna, and I set that up, my Kisheretz, Tavamitame, Gerevin, Misma. So when it means like Sheretz, it doesn't mean literally like Sheretz, it's telling you Sheretz is an offset to Nida. Don't think it's full-fledged Nida. It's only somewhat like a nida. It really has tumah like a nevela. And sheretz is just a mitigating factor to the tumat nida to tell you that don't think that you include tumat even misma. Hachanami, I'll say the same thing. Explain the breaker that you just quoted. That's what it means that the Chachamim say that Avodah Zarah has tumah ki tumata sheretz. Now we're going to quote a breita, which is extremely cryptic. And the Gemara is going to say, well, this sounds like Rabbi Lazar. And then Rabbi is going to point out that the Breitah is very difficult to read, no matter what. And then we're going to come up with two constructs for this Breitah. Meitavei, nachri v'nachrit, a non-Jew, whether male or female. Avodah Zara u'misham sheha. Avodah Zara and anything used in its service. Hen v'lo hesetan. Them and not their heset. Now heset in the Mishnah has a very, very particular meaning. And over here, the Gemara is going to start out without that meaning. It's not going to be the typical meaning. The Gemara is just assuming it means tumat masa here. means carrying of the tamay item. That's what tumat masa is. So it says, hein, that they are tamayim, but they don't have tumat masa. Avikivomer, hein, vehesetan. That they're both tamay. They are tamay and hesetan, they have tumat masa. So Gemara again says, vishlam all the rabbalazar neicha. According to Rabbi Lazar, that makes a lot of sense. Because Rabbi Lazar says the machloka between the Chachamim and Rabbi Kiv is exactly on this point. Whether Avodah Zarah has Tumat Masa or not. According to the Chachamim, Avodah Zarah has no Tumat Masa. It's like a Sheretz. It only has Tumat Maga. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva believes that it's really like the Nivela. And has Tumat Maga and Masa. So this works out well. It's exactly like the machloka that Rabbi Lazar suggested. El Arab According to Rabbah, who thinks that Rabbi Kiva thinks not only is it Tumat Masa, there's Tumat Evin Misma, and even the Chachamim at least agree that there is Tumat Masa, this doesn't work so well in the Baraita. So, Amr Lechor Rabbah, Now here comes Rabbah and says, and deconstructs the Baraita and says, the whole Baraita doesn't make sense. Baraita says, Nachri v'nachrit nami. When it comes to a non-Jew, Hain v'lo hasetan, does that really make sense to say them? And not the Tumat Masa, Vahatanya. We have a brighter. Tabero, Bene Israel, Bene Israel, Mitamim Biziva, Vein Nachrim, Mitamim Biziva. The Parsha of Zav, Zava, Nida, is given to Bene Israel exclusively. It only applies to Jews. It does not apply to non-Jews. Yet, Aval Gazru Alehem, Shukazavim, Lechol Divrehem. Nevertheless, the Chachmim were Gozer on the Nachrim, that they have a din, like Zavim, like a Zav and a Zava, completely. That we saw earlier in the Masechta, in the beginning of the Masechet Shabbat, back in Masechet Nida, that the Chachamim were gozer, ala nachrim, that they have a din of Zav and Zava. Well, if that's the case, if they have a full-fledged din like Zav and Zava, they should have not only Hain, but Hasetan. They should have Tumat Masa. It's a given. 
that that should be a part of their Tumah. So how could you suggest the Breitah is even correct to start with if it says about a Nachri and a Nachri, Hain, Velo Hesetan? That's just not true. If there is Zav and a Zavah, it's Hain, Vihesetan. So it's clear that the Breitah is incorrect. The wording in the Breitah is incorrect. And now we're going to have to amend the Breitah. Once we amend the Breitah, then it's a free-for-all. So now, Ella Rabba Metaret Slitame. That Rabba is going to explain it his way, and Rabba Lazar will explain it his way, which is, Rabba Metaret Slitame. Nachri v'nachrit. Hain v'heseitan v'even misma shilahen. When it comes to a non-Jew, they're full-fledged Zav and Zava. And a Nida, what's a full-fledged Zav Zava? That means you have Tumah, Hain, Heseitan, Tumat Masa, and even Tumat even misma. Avorazara, when it comes to Avorazara, he v'heseita, there it's it, and Tumat Masa, avalo even misma, shela. Dad, it doesn't have Tumat Evin Misma, because this is the Chachamim's position. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Avodah Zarah, He, Veheseta, Veheven Misma, Shela. Rabbi Akiva says that Avodah Zarah is under the same category as Nachri and Nachrit. That they both have Tumat, Maga, and Masa, and Evin Misma. So now that's how Rabbah solves the problem of the Braito. He rereads the bright to say that Nachri v'nachrit is Hain v'heseitan. Then he moves over. Avodah Zarah is Hain v'heseitan, but not Evan Misma. And then Rabbi Akiva disagrees and says, no, that Evan Misma is included. And therefore, everything's the same. Nachri, nachrit, Avodah Zarah, all Hain v'heseitan, and Evan Misma shalem. Rabbi Lazar metarets l'tamei. And Rav Lazar will answer the bright or explain the bright in his own way. Nachri v'nachrit, hen v'heseitan v'evin mismashalahen. He'll agree by the nachri and nachrit, they're a zav and a zavah. They're full-fledged zav zavah, so they have all tumot. They have the tumat, masa, tuvav, evin mismah. Avodu zarah is he v'lo heseita. When it comes to avodu zarah, it has tumah, but no tumat masa. Forget about evin mismah. It doesn't even have tumat masa, because this is the position of the chachamim. Rabbi Akiva says, no, Avodah Zarah, he v'heseita. Avodah Zarah has Tumah of Masa. He agrees it doesn't have Tumat Evin Misma, but it at least has Tumat Masa. So they both reread the Baraita in order to fulfill their position or to serve their needs in the way that they have their opinions about the Machoke between the Chachamim and Rabbi Akiva. But now the Baraitot are clear, or the Mishnayot, or none of them have been clear. So we've only reinterpreted the Breitot or the Mishnayot. If we have an explicit Breitot that undermines the reinterpretation either of the previous Breitot or of the Mishnah, then it would cause a problem for the Amoraim. Right now, we've allowed the Amoraim worm to work because the Breitot have been cryptic or the Mishnayot have been cryptic. Everything's been cryptic. But if we had an explicit statement that disagreed with them, then we'd have to deal with it. Now, Matikfla Ravashi. Ravashi asks a very, very simple question. You did a beautiful job explaining all this, except you skipped one word in that Breitah, and it is, my Hain. What does the word Hain mean in the Breitah? Hain, and then you said, Heseitan, lo Heseitan. What's the meaning of the word Hain? If you say it means Tumat Maga, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Because if it's Tamei Tumat Masa, then automatically it's Tamei Tumat Maga. Tumat Masa is built on top of Tumat Maga. To say hein v'heseitan doesn't really make a lot of sense. So the word hein, in the way that we've interpreted the bright until now, has no meaning. We've just kind of glossed over the word hein. And just said, oh yeah, they're tamay. 
But it really has, we've given it or assigned it no meaning. And therefore, Rav Ashi says, I have to reread the Brayta to give meaning to the word Hain. El Amar Rav Ashi, This is the meaning of this Brayta. And this is how you have to assign meaning to the Brayta. Which is that the word Hain and Heseitan now take on the traditional meaning. Heseit, as opposed to what we've said until now, we've said that Heseit meant that you carried that item that was Tameh. That is not the traditional term Heseit that's used throughout the Mishnayot. Traditional use of their term Heseit is that the Tameh object carries something else. It moves something else or carries something else. That will be the meaning of the word Heseit. The meaning of the word Hain will be the meaning Masa, like we have said until now. So we have two ways to move objects. Objects can be moved because the you are moving the Tameh object. That's called Masa. That's when you move the object that is Tameh. The other side is the Tameh object can move you. That's called Heset. So for instance, let's take a Zav. You can move the Zav, and that'll be Masa. You're carrying the Zav. That's called Masa. On the other hand, the Zav could be Carrying you. We wouldn't call that Tumat Masa. You're not carrying the Zav, but the Zav is moving you. That's called Tumat Heset. So what Ravashi does basically, it says, that's what the meaning of the Hain and Heseitan means. Hain means Tumat Masa, where the object, the Tumat, is being carried by someone else. And then Heseitan means where the Tumat is carrying the other object, or carrying you. So that's the meaning here. And now, El Amar Ravashi. Hachikama. This is how to read the Brayta. Nachri v'nachrit. Vaya nachri and nachrit, they are, remember, full-fledged Zav and Zava. Then, ben hein sheisitu et echerim, ben achirim sheisitu otan tmeim. Over there, it's irrespective of which way it's done, there is Tumah, because that's the case by a Zav and a Zava. To by a Zav and a Zava, Tumat Masa and Tumat Heset are problematic. So whether you carry the Zav or the Zav carries you, it's problematic. So that goes in either direction. Avodazara, when it comes to Avodazara, Shesita Kherim Tehorim. On the other hand, Avodazara that carries someone else over there, Tahor. Acherim Shesita Ota. On the other hand, if you carry the Avodazara, Tmeim. What it's saying, in other words, is by Avodazara there's Tumat Masa, but there is no Tumat Heset, which is the position of the Chachamim. Because the Chachamim believe an Evan Misma is a derivative of Tumat Heset. Remember before, in the position of Rabbah, the Chachamim believe that there is Tumat Masa, but there is no Tumat Evan Misma. Or in other words, there's Tumat Masa, but no Tumat Heset. That's what's being expressed here. Misham She'ah, when it comes to those items that service the Avodah Ben hein sheesitu et echirim. Ben echirim sheesitu otam teorim. The mishamshim have too much sheretz, which is too much maga. They don't have too much masa, nor do they have too much hesait. They're missing both of them. Rabbi Akiva comes along and argues and says, Nachri v'nachrit ve'avodazara. It's not only a nachri and a nachrit that are in that category, but also avodazara is in that category. Ben hein sheisitu et acherim, ben acherim sheisitu otan tmeim. In that case, both tumat masa and tumat heset are tmeim. Nachri and nachrit easy because they're zav and zava. Avodazara because it's like a nida. And remember, Bikiva says according to Rabbo that when it comes to tumat hanida, that includes evin misma. 
If you include Evan Misma, you certainly include Tumat Hesait. So that's what the position of Rabbi Akiva is. The position of Rabbi Akiva is, you have Tumat Masa and Tumat Hesait. When it comes to both the Nachri Nachrit and the Avodah Zorah, Misham he's not going to disagree with the Chachamim. Remember, Rabbi Akiva's position by the Misham is that's what the Pesach of Sheretz is for. Pesach of Sheretz is to teach you, because there's only Tumat Maga by the Misham by those things that service the Avodah Zarat. That's the same as the Chachamim. There are those that don't want to have it in the Girsa because of that, because he doesn't really disagree with the Chachamim on this part. So now, what we have here, a Garnadravashi is a way to read the Brayta that incorporates all the words, gives meaning to all the words in the Brayta. Now, Ravashi, the way the Gemara explained it, only explained Rabba's position. Rashi explains Rabbalazar's position and says you could simply read it this way for Rabbalazar. In the Chachamim's position, it would read like this. Nachri v'nachrit, hein v'heseitan. That everybody agrees with, because that's a Zav and a Zava. That means Tumat Masan Heseit apply. Then, when it comes to the Chachamim's position in Rabbalazar, they would read like this. Avodah Zara u'misham sheha. Avodah Zara u'misham sheha. Lohain v'lohesetan. They will have neither Tumah. They will only be Tumat Maga. Because the Chachamim, according to Rolazer, believe there's only Tumat Sheretz, only Tumat Maga. And they have the same din as the Mishamshim then. Rabbi Akiva will come along and say, no, there are actually three parts to this Brayta. Nachri Nachrit is Hain v'hesetan. Avodah Zara is Hain v'lohesetan. Because he believes there is Tumat Masa, but not Tumat Evin Mismar, not Tumat Heset. And then the Misham Sheha will be Lohain Veloheseitan. So Rashi, from the statements of Ravashi in Rabba, extrapolates that and explains the same thing within the position of Ravi Alazar. That you can have the same thing there. Again, I laid out a chart for you that you can see it's, it's laid out evenly and you can see how it matches up with the previous positions of Rabba and Rabba Lazar. Now the Gemara says, okay, Avodah Zara, I understand by Avodah Zarah how you can have others carrying Avodah Zarah. A human being comes along and picks up the Avodah Zarah. That's easy to have. That's Tumat Masa. On the other hand, Problem is, how do you have Avodah Zarah carrying something else? By Zav and Zavah, that's not a problem because the Tumat involves a human being. So a Zav can be carried by someone or the Zav could carry someone else. It's easy to explain how you have Tumat Masa and Heset by Azaf. But if you extrapolate that, like according to Rabbi Kiva to Avodah Zarah, then how do you do that? It works in one direction, which is a human moves the Avodah Zarah, but how does the Avodah Zarah move the human being? How do you have Tumat Heset? Amar Rami braid Rav Yeva Kitnan, like a Mishnah. Problem with this is this Mishnah doesn't exist. Rashi has it as a Girsan a Mishnah in Zavim. There is no such Mishnah in Zavim, and Tosafot already notes that. So you either could have the Girsa here, could be the Tanya, that is a Braita. That's a possibility that you could have and change the Girsa to the Tanya, although Rashi thinks it is a Mishnah. If you look in the Mishnayot in Zavim, it actually doesn't say anything of the sort, almost says the exact opposite of what's found here. Again, I brought you those Mishnayot. But Tosafot says something very interesting in the end. He says, oh, we don't have that in our Mishnayot, but Rashi makes a lot more sense. And it probably should be what's in the Mishnayot. So anyway, that's the statement. I'll just make to clarify what it says. But it says here, we have Hazav, Bekof Me'oznaim, Bochlim, Umashkim, Bekaf Shniya. We have a scale. The Zav is sitting in one part of the scale. And the food and the drinks are on the other half of the scale. Kara hazav. If the zav 
weighs in and is heavier. So that means that the Zav pushes down, the Uchlimu Mashkim go up. In that case, we have the equivalent of Tumat Heset. Tumat Heset, which is that the Zav is moving the food and drink. Because he's down and he pulls the food and drink up. So that's the equivalent of Tumat Heset and Tmeim. Uchlimu Mashkim are Mekabu Tumat from Tumat Heset. Because the Zav moves them. On the other hand, it says, if karuhain, if the food and liquids weigh in heavier, then they are carrying the zav, which is tumat masa. When you carry the tumat, that's called tumat masa, over there, tehorim. They're tehorim because we're talking about a zav. A zav, in terms of tumat hesait, can pass on tumat to any type of item. That can be, whether it's mishkav, moshav, uchlim, mashkim, anything he moves will make it to me. By tumat masa, Rashi points this out, it only applies to, really, a human being. Tumat masa, at least the way that it's phrased in the Torah, is that a human being moves the tumat. So therefore, over here, what's moving the zav? Uchlim umashkim. Uchlim umashkim that move the zav are not going to be mikabel tumat. But, what the Gemara was marviach, what the Gemara gained out of this is, that we have a way to have inanimate objects generate tumat hasait and tumat masa, which is that you just use something like a scale. And a scale where you can have movement without being a human being, without being an inanimate object, you can still have movement. So now I've solved my problem in terms of avodah zarah. You asked me before, how do I have tumat hasait? I'll simply say to you, the Avodah Zarah weighed in heavier. It lifted up the human being, the Uchlim Mashkim, whatever it is that it's lifting up. And now you have Tumat Haseit, Ayyadeh, the Avodah Zarah. So I have a way to come up with an inanimate object generating Tumat Haseit. That's what we gain out of this Mishnah over here. Correct. That's right. Tumat Masa is exactly that. Tumat Masa does not need Tumat Maga, because otherwise, why would you need Tumat Masa? Then automatically, Tumat Maga would cause the same Tumat. The whole point of Tumat Masa is that even if you're not in direct contact with it, if you're carrying it, you generate Tumat equal to actually even greater than Tumat Maga. So if someone is carrying a load on their shoulder, and the load is wrapped in something else, or inside of a box, despite the fact that they're not in direct contact with the object... There's still tumat masa. That's why, because tumat maga won't apply there. But tumat masa does apply there. There is such a principle which is much deeper into tumat in general, which is Rabbi Kiva believes that you can only have tumat masa if tumat maga is possible. That means if something's completely enwrapped and you cannot access the item on the inside, if there's no possibility of tumat maga, then you can't have tumat masa. The sheet of Rabbi Giva and Tumah, Tumat Maga is a stepping stone to Tumat Masa. But you do not have to be in direct contact to have Tumat Masa. Otherwise, then it would just be Tumat Maga. That's the classic case. Classic case of Tumat Heset and Tumat Masa. Exactly. When you have a long stick and you move the Tumah object or the Tumah object moves you. That's a classic case of Heset and Masa. Alright, so anyway, what we have here, according to Rashi, laid out is Tumat Hesait ayudeh zav through the scale, which is tamei, because tumat hesait applies to objects besides just human beings. Whereas on the other way around, tumat masa, as Rashi says, 
It's only written by human beings. Human beings can carry the Zav. Any other object that carries the Zav is not to make. The problem is the Mishnayot in Zavin directly contradict that. Their Mishnayot say directly that there's Tumat Haseit in both directions. There's uh, Tumat Masa, but nevertheless, it fits well now. And as Tosavot says, it's, it reads nicely. So we're going to leave it in because it gets us our objective, which is that we have a way to come up with Tumat Haseit for Avodah now. Now, Kaman Azla Hadatanya. According to whom does this bright da follow? Kol ha tmeot ha mesitot tehorot. Anything tamei that moves in a Torah object is tehorot. Anything ha mesitot is tehorot. Chutz mesitot shel zav. The outlier in that is the zav. The zav that moves objects makes them tamei. On the other hand, any other tuma that moves the object does not make them tamei. So in our case of the scale, where the Zav weighs down and picks up the food and the liquids, they become Tamei. Any other Tuma would be, that would be in place of the Zav there would not work. That would not make the objects Tamei. So now, according to whom is that Braita? So the Gemara says, Zav is a unique type of Tuma that there's nothing like it in the whole Torah. So Lema Delok Rabbi Akiva. Let's say that's not like Rabbi Akiva, at least according to Rabba, because there Rabbi Akiva said that Tumat's Avodah Zarah is equivalent to Tumat Anida, Tumat Azav. It should be identical to that. And if you say the only thing that has this Tumat Zav, what about Avodah Zarah? It has the same Tumat. Dei Rabbi Akiva, Ikanami Avodah Zarah. Kumar says, Afilu Teimer Rabbi Akiva. You can even say Rabbi Akiva. Tana Zav, Michol Dudami Lei. Avodah Zarah is not really an independent category. It's a subcategory of Zav. Because what we're saying is, Avodah Zarah attains the same Tumat as a Zav. It's like a nida. So, it's not saying that there's a separate tumah called Avodah Zarah. It's just saying Avodah Zarah has the tumah of a nida. Zav is the paradigm or the tumah that we're talking about. And Avodah Zarah is subsumed under that category. It's the av of that tumah. So this is the question that we brought in yesterday's daf. Avodah Zarah, yeshna le'varim? Oeyna be'evarim. Does Avodah Zarah have component parts or not? And we said yesterday, according to Rabbi Lazar, the question's not relevant. It's only relevant according to Rabbi Akiva in the Shita of Rabbah. Because according to everyone else, it doesn't have relevance in terms of Evarim. So, Heicha, Dehejot Yechol Lachakzira. If a layperson could put it back together, Loti Bayilach. There is no question there. To command the Mechabar Tami. It's equivalent of being together still. Because if any lay person can put it back together, it's really not a part. Can't be put back together by a lay person. My. Since a lay person can't put it back together, it's as if their water is broken into pieces. It's not missing anything. And... You could be put back together, so maybe it should retain its tumah. Some phrase the question in this manner. In a case where a hejot, the layperson cannot put it back together, over there is no question. That is clearly broken. The question is, when a hejot can put it back together, my gave the Ejod Yacholak Zira. Since the Ejod can put it back together, Kimand Mechabradami, it's as if it's joint and it's together as one piece. Hodilma Hashtami Keshalfa. 
Fisharia. Right now it's in pieces and it's in broken up. So that should not have Tumat Teiku. We leave this as an unresolved issue. Now, as Rashi and Tosafot point out over here, the question that we're talking about here is simply Tumah. What we're not talking about here is the Isser Doraita of Avodah Zarah. The Isser Doraita of Avodah Zarah is something that stays with the Avodah Zarah. There's an Isser Hana, even maybe if it's broken into component parts. The question here is about Tumah and Tumah Tanida that is assigned to it. It's obvious if there was no Isser Doraita of Avodah Zarah, then certainly there'd be no Tumah that we're talking about here. What's not true is... Just because there's no Tumah doesn't mean there's no Isidoraita Vodazara. The Isidoraita Vodazara might be more strict than this Isid Tumah that is a, we'll see, a Dindurabon that is imposed on top of it. So what the Gemara simply discussed over here was the issue of Tumah without regard to the Isir of Vodazara. The assumption here is that the Isir of Vodazara could still be in place, even when it's broken up by a, and it can be put back together by a layperson. It might be that the Isir of Vodazara still exists, just the question is, Tumah exists, because you compared it to a Nida, and we know that a Nida in component parts doesn't have Tumah. So the question is, how far do we take this connection to Nida? Do we say that the component parts do not have Tumah, even though the Eastern Doraita of Avodazar still exists? Or do we say, no, since it can be put back together easily, it still has the din of Tumah, and it's not considered to be Beifarim. Okay, now, Bayi Rav Achodvai Barami, Mahu. If a Vodazara is less than a Kazayit, what is its din? So Gamat Kifla Rav Yosef Lamai. Oh, so that's exactly what Rav Yosef asks your question. And he says, what's going on here? If you're talking about the Isra Vodazara, let it be like the Avodazara of the fly of Balakron, which was a Vodazara that was shaped like a fly. Titanio. We have a Breitah. Breitah now quotes from Shoftim. The story in Shoftim is after Gidon saves the people, they leave Avodah Zarah, they worship Hashem, but after Gidon dies, they go back to worshiping the Avodah Zarah. It says there, V'yasimu lahem, with a mem, Baal Brit the Elohim, that they made a covenant to the Elohim. Over there, when they're talking about Baal Brit, they're talking to the Baal itself. Elohim over here is Avodah Zarah. They became partners with Avodah Zarah. The Breiter is darshaning Balbrit as being something very close. Something close to the heart. Balbrit, something that they can embrace. Zezvu Balakron. That must be the fly of Balakron. Mamej, kolechad vechad asad dmut yirato. Each one of them made their avodah zarah, an, an image of their avodah zarah. Omeichah betoch kiso, keeps in his pocket. Kevich zochra, motziah mitoch kiso. When he remembers it, takes it out of his pocket. Mechab kobanashko. Hugs it, kisses it, meaning that it was accessible to them all the time. Something that was a very small object. What was a small object? As Tosfa points out, you could have just quoted from the Pasuk in Malachim Bet that talks about Zvul Belakron, the Avodah Zarah of Belakron. Why didn't the Gemara just quote that Pasuk directly and you wouldn't have known it? Because there we don't know what the size of the fly was. That could have been a very big fly that they kept as the Avodah Zarah. But here, because the Pasuk says that they were able to carry it around and hug it, so we knew that the size had to be small. What's a small type of Vodazara that we know about? So then they quote, Zvubalakron, this fly that can be carried around. So that's what we're talking about. If you're talking about that, and as your question, as you pose, David, is that it doesn't matter what the size is. If it's a full of Vodazara, it's irrelevant of size. Even less than a Kazayit is still Isra Vodazara. So that can't be what we're talking about. 
can't be about the Isra of Vodazara, but maybe it's about the Tumah. My, Kevin did catch the Sheretz. Since we said a Vodazara is compared to a Sheretz, my Sheretz bekaadasha. Sheretz has Tumah, a Chumrah in Sheretz is, that it has Tumah even as the size of a lentil. So if you compare a Vodazara to a Sheretz, maybe it should have Tumah at the size of a lentil. A Vodazara, now you kaadasha. Odilma, haid catch the mate. A Vodazara is also compared to a mate, to a corpse. My mate, because I avorizar because How do we determine the shiur in tumat avorizara? Again, this has nothing to do with iser avorizara. Tumat avorizara. Is it governed by sheretz, which would be a gadasha, or is it governed by mate, which would be a kizayit? Am Rav Avi Avitei Merabba Bar Ula Tashma Tatanya of a Brayta avorizara pchuta mikizayit imba tumat kolikar. Avorizara less than a gizayit doesn't have tumat. Shinemar because they bring the pasuk that describes imlachim that by Yoshiyahu who leads this major tshuva movement, and they wipe out and eliminate all the Avodah Zarah in Yerushalayim. I mean, this is years and years of Avodah Zarah. And he says over here that they burnt, they take this large Ayashirah out of the Mikdash, he burns it, crushes it up, and then it says, Vayashlechet Afara Al, it's not El, Al Kever Bnei Am, sprinkles it on the graves of the common people, probably as a type of Tahara. For them, you know, mean that they were the ones who worshipped this Asherah, he sprinkles it on top of the, their Kvarot. So there's a comparison here to Kever and the Avodah Zarah. Mamit B'Kezayit, Av Avodah Zarah B'Kezayit. So there's this parallel between the Tumat Hamit and Tumat Avodah Zarah. And what is that for? To teach you the size of Tumat, and that is Kezayit. Sometimes the Gemara does that. To read what it, in a sense, what the interpretation of the Pasuk is. Sometimes they do that. But a lot of times the mistakes are not made by the Gemara, but by the editors that afterwards put it in. They were recording by heart. They mixed it up. You can see here an Ayin and Aleph got mixed up. That's right. It's the printers that did it. Or sometimes it's a Korean Ktiv that gets uh, mixed up. It's not always clear why the mistakes fell in. But if you look up the Psukim, you know, then you can see that they're different. On a rare occasion, you have it that the Gemara has a different version of the Pasuk than we have, and that's a little more difficult. Uh, other places, uh, Tosafot notes and Rashi notes that the Gemara seems to have a different version of the Tanakh than we have, or different letters here, or different words here. And that becomes much more problematic, but those are much rarer occasions when that happens. Then the Rabbanon, the Ma'yochata, Itkish the Sheretz. So now we have over here that there are three types of Tumah that we compare the Avodah to. Sheretz, Meit, and Nida. So let's think of the Chachamim's position. According to the Chachamim, what do they do? They say, why do we compare Avodah to a Sheretz? Teach you that there's no Tumat Masa by Avodah Linida. Why do we compare Avodah to a Nida? To teach you that in component parts, it doesn't have Tumah. Lemeit. Why do we compare it to mate? Dolomitamei bekaadasha. To tell you that it have Tumah gadasha, only Tumah kezayit. What did they do, basically? They basically did everything in the Kula. They said, we compared it to each Tumah to tell you what it doesn't have. Tumah says, Eimah l'chumrah. So why did you go to the Kula? Do it the Chumrah. Do this. The Mahilchotah Akshara, one of the Sheretz. Why is it compared to a Sheretz? The Tumah bekaadasha. To tell you that it has Tumah at the size of an Adasha. Lenida. Why is it compared to a Nidala? Tumay Bevin Misma. Today it's full fledged Tumah, all the way across the board to Evan Misma. Aksharach one of the mate, but Tumay Bowel. 
So not only does it have tumat and nida, but also has tumat oil that is unique to our mate. So the Gemara answers, tumat avodazara, terabononhi. Tumat avodazara is not a dindo raito, it's an asmachto balma. We connect it to the psukim, but it's not a din min ha-torah, it's all a din dirabanan. Min ha-torah, there's an isur avodazara, there's an isur hana'ah avodazara. There's a requirement to eliminate avodazara, but there's no tumat with avodazara. That's all an imposition of the chachamim. V'kula v'chumra. Now I have an option to go the kula and the chumra. The kula makshinan, the chumra lo makshinan. When it comes to a din de rabbonon, we go the kula, not the chumra. It's so interesting how the whole idea about the rabbonon. Tarsh but you have to differentiate sometimes in Tarsh Balpeh, which is that in Tarsh Balpeh, is it a real limud? And therefore, it's Tarsh Balpeh do raita. Or here, where it's a Torah Shabbat, it was an Asmachta de Rabbanon. It doesn't mean that it's a very late introduction. It could be an early introduction. That based on the effect that they saw that adding on Tumata of Odezerah prevented people from coming in contact with it. That the Isra'na may not have been enough. If you have an Esan and Isra Tumah, for whatever reason, the Chumra of Tumantara to them was more important than many other mitzvot sometimes. And so they would, if you said it was Tamei, they would separate themselves from it. If you said it was Tahor, even though there was Nisra Anah, they might come engage in it. So that's why that developed. Correct, correct. So it was definitely about a Gader. But it was clear that that Tumah had a severe impact. Because Nisra Anah is just between you and the engagement with the item. Tumah all of a sudden affects other items. That means that you become Tameh. Then you can't eat this and you can't eat that. And your other items in your house, it has a broader impact. Right, so there, if we want you to distance an object... We're going to tell you it's Tameh, because we want you out, completely out of your purview. All right, now we come to the second Mishnah in the Perek. Remember again that we're not going to have anything to do with the Shabbat again. We're following the paradigm of the Mishnayot that we've seen until now. How do I know that a boat is Yam. The way of the boat is in the heart of the ocean. So, Pshita... Oh, no, yeah, believe Yami. Of course, the boat is out on the ocean. Where else would the boat be? Hakamash Malan, Kiyam. What is the puzzle telling you? It's telling you that the boat has the same din as the Yam. My Yam Tahor, just like the Yam is Tahor, it functions like a mikveh. Asfina, Tehora. So too, the boat is Tehora. Satanya, Hananya, Omer, Nomadah, Misak. Let us learn this out from Sak. Why do you have to learn it from this connection to the Yam? Learn it out from its comparison to a Sak. Masak mitaltel malayvereikan. Just like a Sak can be carried both full and empty, so too, afko mitaltel malayvereikan. Also, anything can be carried full and empty, that has tuma. Lafuke, sfina, teni mitaltel malayvereikan. Sfina cannot be carried Full and empty. I know your strange looks. The Gemara will come back to it in a second. Now, Tosafot does point out, first of all, over here, that this din only applies to Tumah that does not involve Tumat Midras. Tumat Midras is items that are utilized by people to sit on and to lay on. Boats are used to sit on and to lay on. So why don't they have Tumat Midras? And then Sak would not be relevant whatsoever in the comparison to Sak. Tosafot says the primary usage of boats is to move merchandise. And so even if someone is sitting on a boat or laying on a boat, we say to them, Get up and let us do what we're supposed to do, which is carry the merchandise. So even though people do sit and lay on it, that is a secondary or tertiary usage. The primary use of the boat is to move merchandise. 
And therefore, it's compared to a sack. Right, so there's ferries and things like that. Then you might have a, a different view of this if you had boats that simply took people and did not take merchandise. So now the Gemara says, What's the difference between these two explanations of the boat being tohor? The boat can be tohor because it's like the ocean, and the boat can be tohor because it's like a sack, and it cannot be carried from full and empty. So the difference is what your strange looks were. Igubanayu, number one is Svina Shokheres. If you have a boat that's made out of clay, made out of earthenware, pottery. If you're talking about comparison or being in the ocean, this is an ocean-going vessel. It'll be compared to the ocean. It'll be Tahor. If you're talking about a sak, that's only materials that are written by sak. Do we say have the same Tumah? Klicheres has its own din of Tumah. It's not compared to a sak. And therefore, it doesn't have that qualification of being carried malay vereikan. So therefore, by the case where it's compared to a sack, materials that are compared to sack, you have that qualification of being carried full and empty. But if not, if it's not compared to sack like klicheres, that wouldn't matter, and the boat would be tame or be able to meet kabel tuma. Even if it's not carried empty and full. You would still have Tomei. Inami, Sfinat Hayardain. The other one is, the Sfinat Hayardain, the Yardain is a small river, and would have a small boat on it. The Mandamar Oniyabalevyami, So any water body that would qualify to be like the ocean, that same as a river. So so over there, the boat on the river has the same din, and it's Tahor. Fred, so this answers your question. You have small boats that can be carried, full and empty. So there is such a concept. So according to that reasoning, it would be Tomei. It would be Mikabel Tuma. So therefore, the difference in why you think a boat is Tahor is important here. If you think the boat is Tahor because it's a seagoing boat, then anything that's on the water is Tahor, no matter what its size and what material it's made out of. It's irrespective of those two items. On the other hand, if you believe the reason the boat is tohor is because compared to sock, and sock has a requirement that it can be carried full and empty, then you're going to have exceptions to that. The exception will be a boat that could be carried full and empty. The other exception to that will be items that are not compared to a sock, materials that are not compared to a sack, like a kli cheres. And therefore, that will be the nafkamina why you think the boat is tohor, will have a nafkamina about which boats are tohorim. Why do they say that the Sfinata Yardin, these small boats are Tmeah? Because they bring it up into the dry dock. And then they carry put it back into the water. That means that it can be carried off and on, in and out of the water. Two things here. One is that it might not always be in the water. So that could be the contribution of Tumah. Or that it's Metaltal Malay Vereikan. It can be carried by both empty and full. Atosu does note here, I mean, we'll get to it in tomorrow's sugya, that the fact that the boat floats along the water is not called being carried. When we would describe today, we'd say a boat is getting carried along the waves, along the water. We don't call that mitaltel. Shouldn't be out of the Beit Midrash even one moment. Many years we knew about this Mishnah in the Baby Josh, we only got We didn't know the reason behind it. Rabbi Chanina Ben Agavio Bersha. So Rabbi Chanina Ben came and explained to us the reasoning behind why 
the Isfirat HaYerdein is Tmeyah. Yeah, if you missed that day, you wouldn't have heard it. So every day is a precious moment in the Beit Midrash. Amar Rabbi Yonatan, Do'olam Alimna Adam Edatzmo Beit Midrash. person should never miss a day in the Beit Midrash, day of learning, when we did Torah, Vafilu B'Shat Mitah, even on his deathbed. Shinemar, Zotah Torah, Adam Giyamut Be'ol. This is the introductory pasuk to the Parsha Parah Duma of Chukat. And it says over there, Zotah Torah. Now really literally there, the Torah means the procedure for, not Torah in the sense of learning Torah, means the procedure for being mitahir oneself from Tumata mate. But nevertheless, the Gemara plays on that. It says, Zotah Torah. This is the Torah, Adam Kiyamud Moel. Even when he's on his deathbed, he's got to be asuk b'Torah. Afilo b'Shat Mitah teoseg b'Torah. Amarish Lakish. Very famous Jerusha. Ain't divrei Torah mitkamim elo b'mim shemay mit atzmo alah. Torah is only mitkayim, only stays with those that kill themselves over it. Shenemar zot ha Torah adam ki yamut beohel. So the play on the words here is it should really say zot Torah. If you look out throughout Sefer Vayikra, which would be the zot Torah adam ki yamut el zot Torah azav. It should be something that's written as the nismach. Instead, it writes it first of all, Zot HaTorah, as as if this is the whole Torah. Why is this the whole Torah? What's it teaching about the whole Torah? Adam Ki Amutva. It's teaching a one who kills themselves over Torah, that's Zot HaTorah. That's Torah. That's the way that Torah is preserved. That's the way that one who has a Kenyan in Torah is because he was Yamut Bohel. He died. Ohel here, a play on the Ohel being the Beit Midrash. So Adam Ki Amutva is one who kills himself in the Beit Midrash. Or the previous Drasha was, even when a person is dying, they shouldn't hold themselves back from Torah and the Beit Midrash. Okay, we'll stop over here.